0: Luck on Sunday. Proudly sponsored by Basti cruel Dubai. <laughs> here they are then. Seven topics. Two minutes on each. Hopefully the bell's working this week and, you know, I can keep my guests suitably harnessed. <clears throat> Excuse me. Right, we will start <clears throat> with syndicate ownership in the week where Kenboy's ownership, well, frankly, is anybody's day board. And the BHA here and the ROA here are Putting moves in place to try and stop a similar situation unfolding in this country?
1: Yeah, it's the worry, isn't it? The the perception is the the route into ownership for most people is through syndicates. They can't afford to buy a horse outright at the training costs. I've been in syndicates in the past, you joined them. Mm -hmm. Supreme Racing Club was such a high profile one with really high profile horses, and what's happened there is damaging. The worry now is what happens now because the people who think they own the horses are putting their claims in through solicitors because there's no jurisdiction within Horse Race Island over who owns a horse or the BHA clearly over here. It's, it's a legal matter that needs deciding and the, while this goes on you've got the likes of Kenboy at close Sutton being kept ticking over and bar from racing.
0: And the point is, Richard, that it, it makes people's confidence in the sport ever way, and we need as many of the smaller owners and the, and, and the syndicates as possible. Well, we could roll off a whole host of very successful syndicates. As I see it here, they can't just
2: two or three guys buy the others mm. out, because some of them don't know who the others are. Yes, you know? exactly. So it's going to go through a very lengthy process. But how frustrating for... Everyone, for, for, for Willie, 14 mm. horses they've got there, you
0: know. And the horse can't run. No, no, no. The horse no, cannot no. run at the moment, can boy either, and he's the favourite for the gold Cup.
1: And you're getting towards the time now, where the races he would be running in on route to Cheltenham, and looming large, and he's, he's obviously galloping, he's working, they're keeping him ticking over, but how long could this take? Legal matters like this, I mean, the solicitor last week said he hopes it, it can be moved forward quite quickly. But this could take a long, long time. Yeah. This could be a, a full season job.
0: I suppose the only thing is, late, if there's one man who can get the horse there off a limited race preparation, it's W. P. Mullins. Absolutely,
3: <laughs> and I hope for the horses, the horses uh, uh, benefit that uh, it does get sorted quickly, or, 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 or the result <coughs> something, or whatever. And you know, racing needs the likes of Ken Boy and, and, and
0: and the sorts. If that's not the only noise that's been made across the Irish Sea this week. Uh, Michael O'Leary's. Well, he's pretty much said everything, Dave. I, I, no disrespect
1: to Michael, but I, I do think he quite likes to wind people out. I'm sure, well, you're, you're definitely right. And The piece, when it landed and you started reading, the further you got down it, the... The more amazing it became. This factor about Tiger Old's weight in the Grand National started the moment it past the line uh, last season, and they're not going to give him 10 stone 7 in the. He's going to have top weight, whatever they do, isn't he? Mm-hmm. And there were one or two of the worrying lines in there around him, a little bit of big weight around Aintree and something happening to him, which Michael said was one of the reasons they're, they're doing this. And that, that's the sort of comment that shouldn't be going into print about this day and age with the welfare, etc. It was a hard-hitting piece, it was a hard-hitting Michael O'Leary interview, but it was mm. typical Mike, Michael O'Leary. So it's been an incredible week, hasn't it? We've had the David Russell hardly riding for Gigginstown. In his Star sports blog, David Russell said everything's fine, they've just got a lot of jockeys. And then in the Betfair podcast, Eddie O'Leary says that they had a clear-the-air meeting with Michael, Eddie, Gordon, Elliot, and David Russell. It's been a busy old time for the Gigginstown too.
0: It was a great story that Richie Forrestal got, and I thought he did a brilliant job on it with Michael O'Leary in the paper, but it was almost out of date a day later... <laughs> Because a lot of what happened contradicted what was written in the storyline.
3: Yeah, that's right. Um, Yeah, you know, always outspoken uh, and opinionated. Uh, And they had, you know, another another sit down conversation with a a large pot of tea and sort of. (laughs) uh, And now, and now, Davey's back on, which which is
2: which is great news. But But also, you know, it, it happened before, and they replaced Davey, didn't they? Because they said he was taking things for granted. You know, he got the job, was take, and he said he just needed a, you know, a little, ch- so he dropped it for a while. And that made him hungry. And Davey, I mean, great rider, you know, Mm. experience and uh, fantastic. So just needed a little electric shock.
0: But Davey Russell is nothing if not a brilliant rider and also a a wily old fox and knows how to deal with people. And that has served him well before and it has served him clearly well again in this instance as we roll this seamlessly onto the horse himself tiger roll who's had a bone chip removed, which means he's not going to run until at least February and then uh, possibly with one spin at Cheltenham before maybe going to the Grand National. I just want to pick up on your point, Dave. And You're a dual Grand National winning rider, Leighton. You're someone who is inextricably associated with the race and a passionate advocate of the race. Do you agree, Richard, that it's not acceptable for Michael, you know, great supporter of the game, though, he has been to say something like, I don't want to see the horse drop down dead under that big weight. It's not a responsible thing to say, particularly in the current welfare yeah, climate. If that's the case, he shouldn't own racehorses because they're their own
2: Worst enemies. You, you, we've seen no end of injuries in fields. You know, colic is a terrible one when they're turned out. Uh, grass sickness, all sorts of things. So. They are looked after like kings, Mm. they have everything going for them, and they enjoy
0: But specifically on this point, with this race at this time, a time of great sensitivity, it's it's an insensitive, at best, way of phrasing something, isn't it? But Michael is his own man, both in Mm. in
2: Ryanair business and horse business, so he'll he'll say what he wants to say. Mm. No, we need the public. This is why the fences had to change at Aintree. We need public perception to be as good as it can be. And whatever you do, you'll never eradicate everything. Look at Mill Reef, the Derby winner in 1971. Broke his leg going up one of the best gallops in England
0: at Kingsclere.
2: You know, there's no rhyme or reason.
0: As far as the horse is concerned, if he gets to entry, and he obviously has to give more weight away to other horses than he had to the last year or the year before, do you think he could do it? Of course he could.
3: <clears throat> He's made it look easy the last couple of years. Yeah. He really has. Um, very unfortunate that this has happened now. You know, I'm sure they had a, the whole season laid out prep-wise. Now they have to rethink all that, but he's in good hands and you know they'll 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 do everything you know
2: you know for the horse you know to get him there in, in, in tip top condition and there's no reason why he can't and a bone chip in the knee mm. well, I don't know the specific of this one but it's not that much you know
0: they whip it out and it's fine uh, tiger roll fingers crossed for him hope he comes back hope he runs in the grand national hope he wins it and a very interesting week michael o'leary always provides interest and entertainment in the sport that's for sure uh, Danny Brock, the BHA has accepted uh, the defence that he wasn't intentionally modifying his whip and therefore his suspension was simply for the whip being modified and for, for marking the horse. Um, it's been a quite an unfortunate chapter of events this day, but the BHA are moving to make sure that incidents like this are dealt with in, in a different way in future.
1: Yeah, and I think they needed to do This almost played out on social media to start with, mm. didn't it, with the footage of the race and the still photos of the whip. And as I say, the independent tribunal accepted that this was an accident. This occurred, as Danny had said it had, that he just, how he'd covered the elastic bands which he used for his silks into the, the race course. I think... Moving forward, it's got to be done differently. And I think the BHA are moving that way. Yeah. It's, got to be, it's got to be more transparent. It's got to be clearer from day one what's happening, what they're looking at, why and how. And that hasn't happened with this case. It was almost... I, the first I heard about it was on Twitter. Mm-hmm. And I saw pictures mm-hmm. on Twitter of the still frames and people commenting on there. And I hadn't read anything official about it at that stage, Which Can I ask, Nick,
2: sorry, how far down the shaft of the whip
1: were the rubber bands? Were they low? Uh, no, they weren't low, weren't they? They were
0: they, I, Nick? I actually don't know.
1: I, I, no, I, I don't think... They were particularly low. I, I don't. but I, it, D- Danny's explanation was accepted, and, mm. and that's moved on. But that was the first thing. And to be fair, the grainy pictures we were looking at were so grainy on Twitter on a, a still frame mm. from, the, from the TV, mm. it was typical to make out.
0: I, I'll just ask, Leigh, I mean, you're, you're in the waiting room day in, day out. Have you ever known of an incidence of a whip being modified to increase its force and ferocity?
3: No, never. <clears throat> no.
0: Um, it's not something that jockeys routinely do?
3: No way, no, no. Um, uh, and especially, you know, if you do go on to Mark one. Uh, You know the penalties are severe, and you know it gets blown up in the press. But whether Danny, you know your your, your stick can be in your bag, and if there was bands on it, you know you get the call to go out. You put your hand in your bag, grab your stick, and out you go. You you haven't even thought about where you put the bands on the day before or two days before.
2: Just a a brief one here. Doesn't the clerk of the scales look at your whip on the way out? There used to be a, a model, and if it didn't fit in that wooden model, you couldn't use
3: it. No, when, when they changed the whips, then, yeah, we went through a, a brief period where they were measured and you had to have a, a specific whip, but nowadays, no. Now, mm-hmm. Especially the, the, the guys riding every day.
0: Well, maybe that's something that mm-hmm. could be looked at. Just, a, mm-hmm. you know, somebody there on the door, just mm-hmm. cursory checking the whip. Well, that's a, another, another appointment to
3: be made by the BHA. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and another person you have to walk by before you get to the paddock.
0: Are there, are there quite, a, quite a few now?
3: More and more. Really? More and more, yeah. But anyway, they're... they're, 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 they're Constantly changing uh, and modifying everything, and uh, you know it's it's all for the greater good.
2: We want to know in the ra- in uh, the racing papers, you know, like tongue straps and all cheapies. We want to know who's wearing contact lenses, jockers. Uh, uh, I
3: mean, well, Lenzi are lenses, used to, yeah. yeah. Tom Skew does, I think Nico does. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a few, but.
2: No, not that money. No, no. no. Can you imagine hitting a fence, <laughs> first thing goes out is your yeah.
0: lens? Well, I, w- as a contact lens wearer myself, I know how effective I am without them. Not very effective <laughs> at all. Maybe more, so. Um, <laughs> 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 um, I, think, I think that says Race Horse Day. Uh, this is a call uh, prompted by Richard Phillips and others for a National Race Horse Day to celebrate... These great horses and this great sport. What's not to like about that?
1: Absolutely nothing. It makes perfect sense, doesn't it? And to to open the doors to the public, this is the life of a racehorse. This is what happens to them at home, on the gallops, how they're treated, they're celebrated, from the staff owners, everything. It makes perfect sense. Open the door, because we're seen as an exclusive sport, Mm. aren't we? You very rarely get the chance, if if you're not actively involved, to go behind the scenes at a stable, see the horses, and the, the, the word welfare is popping up every 30 seconds, even on this. But that... Ability to open the door, show the public, let's celebrate the spot, celebrate for the love of horses within it. There's nothing not to like.
0: Yeah, it take a bit of organisation.
2: Yeah, Something it, a little different. An extension, in a way, of the Lambourne Open Day, Newmarket mm. Open Day mm. recently, and Moulton. Mm. Uh, you know, the, it, people do have more access now. And
0: with all the clubs that you could be in, there are specific racing days. That,
2: but yeah, get everyone together.
0: You yeah. can, you could, there, there are ways of bringing the public closer to the horses, aren't there, They. And this seems like a good one.
3: Very, very good idea. And, and you know, anything, anything to, to, to promote the, the racehorse and the sport, you know, should be celebrated. Um, and you know, we should everybody we'll, we'll get together and, and make sure it happens and it's a, a success.
0: Mm. And you, is your fan club still going? No, <laughs> it's, it's been sick. disbanded. Oh no,
2: no, no. <laughs> I, I've still got a pen for your retirement day. Oh, okay, does it work? No,
0: I'm used to it. It's
3: It'll be on Antiques Roadshow one day. Oh,
0: so when you when you tried to retire the first time, did they retire the fan club with you?
3: No, no, really. I think it might be something similar to the the um, the the, the Syndicate. I think it just, it just I think it just got I think it just got too big. For, uh, it got out of control. Yeah, for, for poor John Fairbrother in Worthing, but no, I think he. he he does something online now, but, you know, he used yeah. to print a magazine once a month or yeah. something, but uh, it, was, it was it was full of rides, it was full of dirty jokes and pictures and all, so it was great fun, but, yeah. you know, no, no, it's not going anymore.
0: No. Bring it back, I say. <laughs> Bring back the late National Fan Club. Where are you? Um, handicaps. This was a bugbear of mine, but I'll let you all take it up. Top-rated horse in the uh, Bet Victor Gold Cup yesterday, rated 152. It's a, a long... seemed that the days of... Half free, Bradbury Star, dare I say, it, Cypher Malta, and even Lady Cricket, exotic dancer, seem seem a fair mm. way ago. And in next in two weeks' time, the Ladbrokes Trophy, you know, Lost in Translation, goes to the Betfair Chase. The,
1: the good horses just aren't running in the handicaps. No, not. you think the Ladbrokes Trophy, its previous guys, Ennis you had your Denmans, in your you? had some mm. wonderful performances under big weights in the handicaps, but and even isn't...
0: your Bobsworths
1: and Trebolgers on yeah, yeah, top yeah. weight o- on their way up th- mm. through the ranks as well as the established stars. No, it's not. We were due to have Saint Calvados. At the head of the weights in the Bet Victor Gold Cup, he was declared at least. Mm. Under that, he's just the sort of horse that you want to see see running in them, isn't he? He's- and yet,
0: yeah, and they made him right, but they're putting him in against Deffy de yeah. and Politolog two higher-rated horses off level weights this afternoon. <laughs> yeah,
3: but I think they're more concerned about the, the trip in the ground. Yeah. Mm. So definitely, you know, they didn't want to go over that distance yesterday on on heavy ground with top weight. So, you know, they, they chose for the the, the shorter distance today.
0: But even many clouds. When he won the the then Hennessy, he had a yeah a fair weight on his on his back, didn't he? And a, and a big weight when he won the Grand National. Yeah, he did, he did.
3: Um, but then yeah. I suppose now with all these all these great ones, you know, coming up so close together, and then you know you got the uh, Millie Pan bonus, and things mm. That, mm. You know, it's very attractive, you know, to for, to, to, to take these. These highly rated horses out of these handicaps you know, and, and go for these races.
0: So while there are there too uh, many opportunities?
2: I've not heard a bell this time. It was going mad last week.
0: No, no, no. It's it, <laughs> it's going. I think it's just it's not the ears as well is it. The ears and the
2: eyes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Everything's gone. Don't worry. But Nick, I have something to say.
0: Yeah.
2: We'll never see another Arkle because people won't do with their horses what Arkle did, running in the Hennessy off twelve seven, giving two stone to Stalbridge Colonist. You know, you don't see that happening so much. Uh,
0: Do you think people are more frightened of getting horses beaten nowadays than they were?
2: No. um, Like Hen Knight was brilliant how she monitored best
0: mate. There's the bell. (laughs) It's a little one. (laughs) we make it louder for you. Um, This is the Goodwood fighting. People have been given custodial sentences and they've received lifetime bans uh, for the really horrific fight of Goodwood, uh, someone for last. And, And... We've just got to live in hope that the fighting on racecourses comes down next summer because it's got to a ridiculous level.
1: It has, and that Goodwood was the worst worst example. There were a number of examples, weren't they, over the summer of this occurring. The danger was that a day at the races, would just seem to go running alongside, I think days at Test Match Cricket, the same with drinking, that people drink to excess on a day out at the races, or certain people on a day out at the races, Mm. and the Goodwood example was horrific. The good news with that was how quickly... The authorities acted, the police, it was a full thorough investigation. The custodial sentence, you'd hope, would act as a deterrent moving forward. Yeah. But it might be the security needs be beefing up. Police presence might need beefing up at base as well. It's, you, you, the big summer crowds and the, and, and the big days like that, it has become an issue o- over the years. I mean, hopefully it did die down a bit towards the middle and towards the end of last season. And hopefully the Goodwood penalties handed out, the, the sentences, will act as a significant deterrent as it needs to.
2: Yeah, it, it is, it is. But it's everywhere. You you look at the day after the Melbourne Cup, all the photographs of people, not specifically knocking bells out of each mm. other, but they're all on the floor. No shoes, you know, glasses around head. Drink is, is mm. the thing. But how do you limit drink? And it's a long time being there. If you get there early, have a lunch, and, you know, mm-hmm. long time. I don't know. We're never in the right place to see that, are <laughs> <No. haven't> we, <laughs> late? We're else. No, 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 no. no you'd right. be wading in, wouldn't
3: you? <laughs> <laughs> It's not like the old days. The old were, and there was lots of drink in them days, but yeah. <laughs> not anymore. No.
0: When <laughs> you started, was there was there a bit more booze in the weighing room? No, never.
3: No, never, ever, ever. Now we're, we're, we're tested regularly too, but uh, no way. No, it's, it's too professional nowadays. I
2: have a great story on that line, and they're both sadly no longer with us, so I can't be sued. <laughs> Biddlecombe and Josh Gifford up at Haydock Park one day, and in between each race, Biddlecombe would get out of his bag this bottle of red stuff with bits floating in it, you see, <laughs> Josh, give me one, me. anyway, it's gone through the day. We get to the last race, you see, and we're all watching, has ridden the most brilliant race as he could, and he used to ride with one hand right up near the ears, and very powerful, you see, and of course he'd had a few, and his hand dropped off the, the neck, you see, so he's only cut like this. but luckily just held on by a short head. And we've rushed down there to see what Fred Rymel, who trained it, was going to say, because it was pretty obvious. And Biddles was brilliant. Everyone loved Biddles. Great, blonde, bombshell. And we're in there seeing, oh, he's going to get his backside kicked." He said, you wouldn't believe it, Fred. He said, I thought I'd ridden a brilliant race. I just got it. He said, and he put his foot in a hole and stumbled. <laughs> oh, bad
0: luck. Well, what I want to know is what the red liquid with bits. Well, no, it
2: wasn't <laughs> well, shared with sounds us. Sounds
0: great. It wasn't shared with us. Homebrew. We'll, we'll We'll bring some in next week, maybe. Uh, those were this week's Talking Points.